page 589 589 <laughs> 
I'm so glad to know this morning we can take it to the Lord in prayer. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about these songs, and you know my, my thought process is a lot different than other folks. Um, these are the songs that we sang in what they call the old days. And yet, they were the songs that brought people to altars. They, they were the words that, that changed people's lives, and people would go around all day humming and, and thinking about. And I know a lot of different songs today. I mean, I used to, I, I guess we say we growed up in, I don't know. Uh, uh, as young adults, we, we listen to a lot of contemporary music, and, and, and we go through that, and some of it we still today will hum from now to now, but now and then. But you know what really hits my mind and my heart? The old songs, the old hymns. You know, they, they're the ones I wake up in the morning a lot of times just rejoicing in and thanking God for. Because I'm glad he's with me. You know, I, I think about that song, Thou art, we are weak, but thou art strong. And think about it. Till the storm passes by. Um, we're going to sing what a day that'll be for our special this morning. And I, I can remember, uh, you know, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm old, too old to be young, too young to be old, according to whom I'm around. But uh, I remember the times when songs were sung, altars were filled. I can also remember times when songs were sung and preachers started preaching. They wasn't the pastor. They were the, just the preacher for the night. And God would just move. And church, that's, that's what we really need to be getting back to and having that type of the Spirit where the Spirit of God is free to do the will of God the work of God in the lives of people instead of being bound up. And so I'm thankful this morning for the old rugged cross. I'm glad to know today that I, though, though, you know, think about it. He walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. I'm so thankful this morning. Uh, do remember all those on our prayer, prayer request list. I'll continue to pray. Uh, Brother Jerry and Sister Joanne, Brother Don and Tammy, I'll lift them up. Grayson, uh, remember him in your prayers uh, this morning. Uh, remember Brother Danny's mom, Sister Linda, in your prayers today. Uh, all those that are on our list this morning, just to lift them up. Any others this morning you want to call by name? Remember Brother Chuck, Sister Rhonda. unspoken amen stand with us this morning if you would or ushers come forth father today we're thankful to be in your house lord we're glad to be in a place father where we can listen and hear thy voice dear god glad this morning dear lord for the precious old songs that we have to sing lord ask you this morning that you would draw us close to thee and one to another that you'd help us father through this day Lord, we want to thank you for the many blessings you bestow upon us and that we don't even realize that, that, that they're there a lot of times. Lord, ask you today that you would just help us, Father, to be that which you'd have us to be. God, touch the needs according to your plan, your will, and your purpose to each and every life. Father, we pray this morning, help us to accept that. Dear God, we pray that you'd help us through the remaining part of this service today. Lead us, Lord, ever closer to you, Father, we ask. Bless the offering. Let it be used for thy glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. And amen. 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 
693, 693, what a day that will be. Six seventy six. Give us a good Bible reading. Good fasting this week. What day that's going to be for? It's going to be Heaven's Jubilee. You think about that. What we're going to get to go to? Heaven's Jubilee.
looking forward to that day when a day that'll be in heaven's jubilee comes real to you and I. Thankful for that this morning, and special today.
I won't say that's all I want to say, though. <laughs> I got a few more words this morning. I'm, I'm really glad and grateful for all the blessings that God has given us. You know, um, things we don't understand today that God has done. I sit down this morning and um, just praying, asking God to help us and try to do what I do on Wednesdays or Sundays in general, putting together my notes, trying to finish putting uh, pieces together. I'll be honest with you, they're on the computer because it just wasn't going the way that I felt like God would have us to. So if you'll bear with us this morning, we're just going to go through the scriptures without any thought on, uh, without it printed out. So it may take me a minute to find something, the Lord bring it to me. But if you got your Bibles, go with us to the book of Numbers, the 21st chapter. The book of Numbers, the 21st chapter. And if you would stand with us, we'll begin to read in the Bible. And I say that, uh, actually, Numbers chapter 20. So not very far away from it. Numbers chapter 20. In verse 22 of chapter 20, it says this, And the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, journeyed by Kadesh, and came unto Mount Hor. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the Mount Hor, and by the coast of the land of all Edom, saying, Aaron shall not be gathered, or Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he hath not in for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because ye yield, ye yield, ye rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Father, this morning I thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. I thank you, dear God, for the blessings you give us. And I ask you, Lord, to help us this morning to just simply do that which you'd have us to do, to say that which you'd have us to say, and nothing more, and nothing less. And we'll thank you, Father, and we'll praise you, Father, for Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want you to think about something today. The thought is still the same, same thought. Choices we make. Choices we make. If you go backwards just a little bit, into verse 7 of this same chapter, it says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thy rod and gather the assembly Gather thou the assembly together, and Aaron thy brother, and speak unto the rock before their eyes, that it shall be given, or shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock, so shalt thou give the congregation and their beasts to drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord, as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock and said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of the rock, out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank 
and their beast also. I want you to think about what God said in verse 8. And take the rod, he said, take the rod and gather the, the assembly of the congregation together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before the rise. They didn't do what God told them to do. Now, I, I really, I, I'm going to say, I, I can't put myself in the place of Abraham that day, or Moses rather. I can't put myself in the place of Aaron that day. I, I don't know how aggravated they were at the people there and how, you know, if you think about it this way, church, uh, maybe this was a time when Aaron and Moses lost their temper. Anybody ever done that, by the way? I was thinking about that this morning. And I, and I, and I had this deal this week where I was on site with some guys and we were talking and, and there was some language going on and I always like to stop the language by easing into it just a little bit. And they'll say something to me and I say, yeah, you know, uh, sometimes at my church, I pastor a church. And the next thing you know, a lot of things temper down there just a little bit. But, but we were talking and I, I, I brought that in. I said, you know, I don't lose my temper very often. If I do lose my temper, though, it's not a good thing because it's hard to get me back into square. And it is. I'm going to be honest with you. My wife can tell you I don't lose my temper very often. I was thinking about that this morning. But I can remember a time long ago, and it, there's a memory at my house of when I lost my temper because I put a hole in the bedroom door, closet door, and I've never fixed it. Somebody say, why don't you put a new door on there? Well, I'm too lazy, too cheap, and I don't want to. I'll just be honest about it, all right? But the other side of that is this. Every time I see that spot, it reminds me of when I lost my temper. And I don't want to do that ever again. I don't want to be like that ever again. And, and I can honestly say I don't remember if I have been in that time frame, but, but I don't want to be like that. But I can understand that Moses and Aaron were really frustrated with what's been going on. And now they get to this point. And God said to Moses and to Aaron, he said, go out before the congregation of the people and speak unto the rock. Moses comes out. His tempers flare. His anger is there. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Usually when I get done talking with God and God gets done talking with me, my temper is way, way down. I mean to tell you, I can go to God in prayer, and in just a few minutes' time after talking to the Lord, I can get up, and I can go back out there, and I can face what's going on. I can face the day. God's got it all under control. I mean, everything's in his hands. And I'll just put it to you this way. Sometimes it's best for me to shut up. But if God said, go and speak to the rock in front of the people, I would hope that my temper would be down as such that I would go and speak to the rock. But Moses' temper and Aaron's temper were both still flared up. And they come out with an attitude. Church, can I tell you something? We ought to go out of the house of God with a different attitude than what we come in with unless we have the attitude of praise. The praise. The attitude of worship. The attitude of honor and glory. 
but they come out of their conversation with God with an attitude of the flesh. Now look what he says. And Moses and Aaron, in verse 10, gathered the congregation together before the rock and said, Hear ye now, ye rebels. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now, church. If I come in here this morning and I looked around and I said, Hey, all you spinners, listen up. You backsliders, you failures of service. I mean, just think about it. What you got to do first, Ernie, you got to look in the mirror and realize who you are before you start talking to other people. Moses and Aaron weren't perfect. They were supposed to be the intercessories, the interceders between God and the people. Aaron's the priest. I mean, he's the offering of the sacrifice. They were kind of like this. They're, they're a picture, a representation of what Christ is supposed to be for you and I. And if Christ come out and looked at the people he loved and he said, listen up, you rebels. You say, what in the world is going on? Jesus, you're supposed to love us, right? But can I tell you, he spoke to the vipers, the Pharisees, who thought they were something, who thought who were really nothing. Oh, they were religious, all right. They were so religious, they didn't care about God. They didn't think about God. They thought about themselves. They said, look at me, look at what I'm doing. That's kind of the attitude Moses had this day. Must we fetch you water out of this rock? He strikes it twice. It didn't take God long to deal with that situation. They made the wrong choice that day. They disobeyed the voice of God. God said, go and speak to the rock. And by the way, the Bible says this, that a soft answer turneth away wrath. Think about that for just a second. They could have went up there and they could have said, hey, gather around. God wants to show you he's here. The Lord wants to show you he loves you. He wants to illustrate that he cares more deeply about you than you realize. And by the way, he can do things nobody else can do. If you just step up this morning and look at what God's going to do because see God told us something and we want to show you share it with you now what did he say that he said speak to the rock it's not recorded there God just says speak to the rock I, I think Moses could have walked up to that rock and he could have said hey God said bring forth water and an abundant spring would have went forth he could have walked up there and he could have said this God Boom, water would have come out. He didn't say what he had to say. But he should have chose something that illustrated the love of God, that demonstrated the authority, the power, and the presence of God. And instead, he hid it. Twice. Can I just say one, one strike was for Moses. The other strike was for Aaron. Two men who heard the word of God. Two who witnessed and would have been a testifying witness of what God said to do. And yet both of them standing there. And when Moses hit the rock the first time, Aaron could have said, whoa. God said, speak to the rock. But he didn't. He 
Instead, Moses hit it a second time. Choices made. God dealt with this choice real fast. The same chapter that we're in this morning, we find that God said this in verse 22. And the children of Israel, even the whole congregation journeyed from Kadesh and came unto Mount Hor. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the Mount Hor and by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Now, now church, we are 9, 10, 11 verses away from where Aaron, Moses done wrong. But, but can I, let me back up one verse here in just a second. Or in just a minute. It said, The Lord spake unto them. It said, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given to, to the children of Israel, because ye rebelled against my word at the water, or at the water of Meribah. Just a few verses over here in verse 12, it says this. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, because ye believed me not. Now think about something. Could they have spoken to the rock and water come forth? Absolutely, because that's what God said to do. But their temper was such that they struck the rock. And God says, because you didn't believe me, choices made. Something that was said. To sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Now, now it took, and again, and I skipped this and didn't mean to, but, but it took one verse to get things wrong. It took another verse for God to correct. And then just down there, ten verses, God says, here's where you're at and here's what's going to happen. By the way, in the same chapter, they struck the rock and Aaron was up on a mount and left. He died there. His power, his authority was transferred from one to another. All because they refused or they, they rebelled in an amazing thing. They come out to the children of Israel and said, you rebels. And God said, you rebelled against me. You were mad at them. I'm mad at you. Here's David's going to be done. You go over just a little farther, and Moses is gathered unto his people. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verse 48 says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses that selfsame day, saying, Get thee up into the mountain of Abarim, unto the mount of Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, that is over against Jericho. And behold, the land of Canaan, which I have given, which I give unto the children of Israel for, for possession, and die in the mount, whether thou goest up. 
and be gathered unto thy people, as Aaron thy brother died in Mount Hor, and was gathered unto his people. Because ye trespassed against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, because ye sanctified me not in the midst of the children of Israel. He told Moses at his death the same thing he told Aaron at his death. God did exactly what he said he was going to do. Now, now God did it. Now, and I will say this. God dealt with Aaron a whole lot faster than he dealt with Moses. or Moses, But he kept his promise to both of them. He kept his word. He said, because you did what you did, you're not going into the land. You're only going to think about this. Aaron didn't even get to see what Moses got to see. But in the end, Moses was dead on the mount, not entered into the land, because one day he chose to rebel against the word of God. He chose to disobey God's word. Moses, I believe with all of my heart, is in heaven today. I don't have a doubt about that one. But the problem is this. There are consequences to the choices we make. And that's what we're dealing with day by day and hour by hour. And moment by moment. I, I went out there and, and I picked out a few more there, dif different places there. And, and like I said, it just wasn't going the way that I feel like God would want it to go. So I said, Lord, I'm not going to print anything out. I'll let you deal with it this morning. But I thought about this and I had this one marked out. And, and, and we look at this in 2 Samuel chapter 11. David's king. I won't go through and read all of the things that are here, though. But, but David's king, and David gets Uriah's wife, Delilah. He, he sleeps with her. He kills Uriah. He brings her. He weds her. They have a child together. The child dies. I mean, we look at this all through there. David made a wrong choice one day. Do I believe David's in heaven today? Yes, I do. I believe he's there. Why? Because he got things right with God. Moses got things right with God. I believe on the mount Aaron got things right with God. Before they departed from this walk of life, they were getting things right with God. And by the way, my God is such a God that he gives you opportunity to get things right. He's not waiting to just simply kill you. He's not looking for you to mess up and then snatch you at the time there, but he gives you opportunity, but I will say this, take the opportunity when given, because God does not guarantee an opportunity at the moment of death. Although I believe some people have been saved on their deathbed. The thief was saved on his death cross. I thought about this this morning, all the wrong choices he made, not to jump too far ahead. But he made a lot of wrong choices in his life. But on the cross, he finally made one right choice. <laughs> Lord, remember me when thou comest in thy kingdom. That's the same as saying, I'm sorry for everything that I've done. But think about it this way. He'd already told the other guy, he said, we stand here because we're hung here because of what we did. We're wrong. This man's done nothing. Remember me. I'm sorry. This day thou shalt be with me in paradise, Jesus said. David does all the wrong that he does. And then in chapter 12, we find this. 
in verse 1. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, now think about this, this is God sending God's man to tell God's word to a man of God. I think about this every time, I, or sometimes I say every time, I should think about it every time, but sometimes I think about this, and I thought about this this morning. We ought to listen to the man of God if the man of God is saying the words of God. We ought to listen to him because guess what? He's probably got something from God. And I have to listen to myself. And sometimes it hurts. But you know what? I love listening to the word of God. But here's Nathan. The Lord said Nathan unto David. And he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds. Again, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 3 now. But the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had brought up, or brought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat his own meat and drank his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a, as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd and dressed uh, for the wayfaring or wayfaring man that was coming to him, but took the poor man's lamb, dressed it for the man that was to come to him, and David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said unto Nathan, or said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this shall surely die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing. And because he had no pity. And Nathan said unto David, Thou art the man. Now, now I ask you this morning to think about this. David is aggravated and mad. David is upset. He doesn't realize the story is about him. Isn't it funny sometimes how mad we get at other people when the real thing that's going on is about us? But we'll lash out, we say, at others because we're mad. I mean, I've, I've heard people say this, well, if I'm not happy, they're not going to be either. And it's true. You think about it. Aggravated people like to aggravate people. People who don't get their way like to make other people feel miserable. And, and you just stopped this morning. But, but I will say this. Happy people like to have happy people around them. But David's mad. He's aggravated. This man's going to die for this. And not only that, he's going to restore him fourfold. I wonder this morning how long it would have took fourfold to be restored and how long it would have took for that man to die. Verse 7, And Nathan said unto David, Thou art the man. Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel. I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom. And gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have moreover 
have given unto thee such and such things. God was looking at David and saying to David, David, I've loved you so much. I've cared for you so much. I gave you so much. And David, all you had to do is ask, and I would have gave you even more. But instead, you took something from somebody else. That's the gist of it. That's the boiling down of it. David made a choice one day. It was the wrong choice. The consequences is this. Now therefore, in verse, or verse 9, we'll, we'll finish reading this. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandments of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and hath taken his wife to be thy wife and hath slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house because thou hast despised me and taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up an evil against thee out of thine own house. I will take thy wives before thine eyes and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of thine own eyes. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do these things before all Israel and before the sun. And listen to me now this morning, church. You and I don't have to go through it, but we know this, that there was not a, a time in the rest of David's life, so to say, when something was not going wrong. I mean, things were happening that should have never happened. His baby boy died. Didn't get him. His old preacher said that last week, he said, but boy, did we get one after him. And Solomon. But David's baby died. David has daughters and sons and their half-brothers and sisters and, and one one lies or rapes the other, so to say. We'll just put it plainly out there. One rapes the other. Uh, so the one brother rapes the daughter, and the other brother kills the brother who, who raped the daughter. I mean, vengeance is right there. It was going on. Then David's son rises against David. Leviathan came in. I want to ask you a question. You want to go through that? Because I sure don't. Things went wrong in David's life. Why, why is this so important to you and I? Because we, we have Psalms chapter 50, where David repents there. And I say chapter 50, I always get that wrong. Chapter 51. Uh, <clears throat> and David cries, Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy mercies. Blot out my transgression. David gets things right with God. The consequences for choices. I thought about other examples throughout the Bible, and they're my favorite ones. I know I use them a lot, but I, I like about this that Shadrach and Meshach, Abednego re, re, refused to bend. Daniel refused to pray to anybody but God. Uh, you can go on there. I love the, the choice that the widow made whenever she chose to listen to the man of God, and, and, and she brought him the first things there. In other words, she was giving to God the, the first fruits of what she had, which was all she had, and in the end, it sustained her through. The, the, the lady that comes there in the temple there, and she puts in the mite there, and Jesus says unto the disciples, now these are put in, and she's put in. Who's put 
in the most. And he said, they said, well, they that have put in more. He said, no, because she gave everything she had. See, they made choices to give a little bit to God. She made a choice to give everything to God. It made a difference in her life. Uh, she was trusting God fully and thoroughly. I'm just saying this morning, church, we make a lot of choices. Uh, oftentimes, the choices we make are wrong choices. But when we start making the right choices, does God not come and have his way and do things unto him who is able to do abundantly more? I think something about that one there. Abundantly more than we think. You know, I, I, God is able to do things we don't even comprehend. I tease this a lot, but, but but I'll be honest with you. God knows the number of hairs on your head. When one comes out, God knows it. When one goes in, God knows it. If nothing changed, God knows it. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Does anybody in here know the number of hairs on your head? God can do things we can't. So the right choice then would be to choose God, right? I mean, just stop and think about it this morning. I, I thought about Paul, who was Saul on the way to Damascus to destroy the church. All of a sudden, one day, Paul sees the bright light of Christ and he makes a choice to change his ways. And he says, Lord, what will they have me to do? Go down to their street. He goes down there blind. Then God sends Ananias his way and Ananias says, not me, God. <laughs> not me. Not to Paul or Saul. God says he's a chosen vessel. And i got to tell him everything he's going to go through for my name's sake. Can you imagine getting saved, gloriously saved, magnifyingly saved? I mean, see, hey, wake up one morning, and, and my name is Ernest, but when I got down to the, 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 the altar there, and I get up from the altar after praying, which was actually the front pew of the church there, having accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life, and, and God looks down and he says to the pastor or somebody, you go tell him his name's not Ernest no more, it's that's why I call gloriously by the way, that happens to you and I. The Bible says a new name written down this heaven which no man knoweth, save he that giveth it. One of these days, I don't know what my name's going to be. By the way, most of you call me Ernie. Pastor Ernie, Brother Ernie, Ernest. Nobody calls me Ernest. That's my name, by the way, Ernie. Ernie's not anywhere on anything I got. You know, except for my shirts that say Ernie because nobody at work calls me Ernie. God knows my name. He knows what my new name is. But Paul got told that he was going to suffer. I, I had that scripture, by the way, this morning. 
And I, I, I quoted it wrong so many times, I won't even dare to quote it to you again. I should have printed it off or I should have looked, marked it out. I forgot to mark it. But the Bible says, all that will live godly shall suffer persecution for Jesus Christ's sake. That's pretty close to what it says there. I may have missed a word in there. But I want you to think about it. Yet Paul chose to die daily for the Lord. Knowing he was going to suffer persecution. Matter of fact, if you go there, if he, he, he's testifying to the things that he's been done, that's been done to him, and he's going down through there, and then he says that word there, but all shall suffer persecution. That shall live for Jesus Christ, uh, for the name of Christ. However, all he says, you know what, I, this all happened. But I also remember the verse he said, I count all but loss for the cause of Christ. Everything I have is but dung, save Jesus Christ. Paul chose. Now, was he perfect? No, he wasn't perfect. But what did he do? He chose the Lord Jesus David chose to get things right with God. Aaron chose to get things right with God. Moses chose to get things right with God. Hey, they chose the wrong thing at one time, and they messed up. There was consequences for it. But in the end, they chose God, and they got the glory of God. They got to go to heaven with God. Can I tell you something, church, today? If you got things wrong, get them right. If you got things right, hold on to them, because one day soon we're going to see say, Brother Ernie, I'm young yet. You may go before I go. Well, I'm old. I'm expecting that I may go before you go. I don't have a promise of when I'm going, but I have a promise that I'm going. And here's the other promise. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if we choose to call on him and walk with him and follow him, at the end, we're going to be all right. <laughs> Say, Brother Arnie, why, why that walk? Well, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You've got to change the way you walk. That's a choice that has to be made. Again, we're talking about choices today. I gave you choices of those who've done the wrong thing and had to get things right with God. I gave you the choice of one who was doing the wrong thing, started doing the right thing. And I believe with all my heart, Paul saw the glory of God. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I just think about this. Stephen, even the Bible says, and we use these all the time because they're in there. But the Bible says that Stephen was a man of God, doing the things of God, preaching to the people, the things of God. And they decided to kill Stephen. And in the end of Stephen's life, he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God while he was still here. But he's on his way there. Stephen chose God. Chose Jesus and stayed with that choice all of his life. And in the end, church, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I've never seen what they've seen, but I'm praying to God that one of these days I'll see what they see. I've heard the stories of, of people, and I believe they're true. Uh, Brother Danny Ledbear talked about, I believe it was his aunt or his grandmother leaving this walk of life. And they're in the room there, and she says, can't you see them? They say, what? It's the angel coming to carry me away. And they wrote a song about that. She could see what they couldn't see because she was seeing what was going on. She was here, but she was going there. She chose Jesus. 
while she was here. And she saw Jesus on her way up there. And now she's with Jesus. Church choices. The choices we make. Would you stand this morning? Father in heaven, so thankful today for your love, mercy, and grace. So thankful today, Father, for the blessings you give us, Lord. Father, thankful today to have thy word and the testimony of it, what it says to us. I pray, dear God, this morning, help us to rely upon it, lean upon it, follow it, do it. Lord God, that we'll be examples of it, because in so doing, we choose you. We choose to follow you. Lord, I pray this morning for every heart that's here. I pray, God, if any be lost, they be saved, any backslidden, they get right things right with you, God, any cold and different, dear God, get those things. If there's anyone just with a need, dear God, Father, we have needs, Lord, that a lot of times we don't even want to talk about. But God, can we talk to you this morning? Father, help us today make the right choices. Father, today I praise thee and I thank thee and I love thee. I give you glory in Jesus' blessed name. And amen. And amen.